episode of the Uncle Marv Podcast. I am your host, Marvin B. And for those of you that don't know, B is an actual last name, spelled B as in boy, E-E. And I am here with my good friend, Coons, Amy Coons, from Chicago, Illinois. How you doing, Coons? Doing good. Doing good. Like good how to I, see you. Like how I got your dad's little comment in there at the beginning? I do. Uh, so funny. My dad thought uh, Marvin's name was Marvin something that began with the letter B. Couldn't figure out why I never used his last name yeah, my, until my, about two years ago. <laughs> it was so long, I never wanted to say it. Oh, no. So. I just wanted to say B. <laughs> Oh my goodness gracious! So, oh, so I don't think I, I've never met your dad, have I? I was wondering because I know you weren't at graduation. Not yours. I know he was there for that. <laughs> Not mine. And uh, you were there. Yeah, I mean, because I you were all over when I first arrived, but. It's not like you would know me and meet me. Yeah, dad. I was. I was into my second year of darkness by that time. Of darkness. <laughs> yes. That sounds so ominous. <laughs> that's well, that's what I called it. Why was my my oh, three PBA years of was your no my three years oh. of grad school in Carolina. That's where yeah. I was. Yeah, when I graduated. Yeah, when you graduated. Yes, yes, yes. I thought you were talking about PBA being the darkness. No, no PBA was, was PBA was a fantastic journey. Yes. Out, outside of being stopped on Palm Beach. Oh. For running without a shirt. <laughs> and my dad got stopped for that. He was a jogger and really? he took his shirt off. <laughs> we no more get into town. And <laughs> yeah, as soon as you cross the bridge, the cops like waiting there. Like he knows yeah. people are gonna do that. Good. Yeah. So so at least it was so at least it wasn't a race thing. I know that because no, that was my no, it wasn't. That was that was my comment. I'm like, what? <laughs> so, I I belong here. <laughs> Right. I go to school right there. I do. I do oh, the books for a rich guy right over there. <laughs> right. That was awesome. Oh. oh my goodness gracious! Okay, so why don't we start with a couple of announcements, and we'll go ahead and start with your announcement because this Friday you are putting oh, yeah. together a Zoom union. Zoom Union, PBA. For people from Palm Beach, Atlantic, tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, so I just, I've been wanting to do some kind of a union, not necessarily at the school because I live up north, but, um, and a lot of my friends and roommates, old roommates live in uh, kind of the mid-Atlantic area, and so I kept thinking, we should get together, but, you know. You don't. (laughs) So with all this going on. See, it's not just me. uh, it's everybody. So uh, with all this going on in the Zoom, I just learned about what Zoom was, never done it before. And uh, we did a Zoom reunion with a theater group that I used to work at um, down in Florida. I thought, hey, the, Ju- the Jupiter people. The- yeah, the Jupiter people, okay. Jupiter Theater. So and that was a lot of fun. So I thought, you know, the class of 91 and friends of could all get together and Zoom. All right. We're so, gonna zoom, 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 zoom. Okay. Wow. Don't be dating yourself now. I can't help it. <laughs> so for those of you that are friends of Miss Coons that were uh, students at the lovely Palm Beach Atlantic, uh, go to yeah. her Facebook page and look for it. Now it's buried. You didn't make that an event. You're not very good on the Facebook. 
I'm not. You should have made that. I know event. how to post things. I should. Oh, I could probably still do it. I can. Okay. I can help you with that. Okay. I've learned I'll a lot in the last few years being on the Facebook. I bet. <laughs> and being the computer dude. <laughs> Computers got nothing to do with it. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. I avoided all the, all the consumer stuff and the gadgets and the social media. I didn't, I was a business tech. Yeah. You know, don't tell me oh, about your, yeah, don't tell me about totally your different. mouse problems or your home Wi-Fi. <laughs> <laughs> Get a real computer. You know? Yeah. <laughs> all right. So that is this Friday upcoming, uh, Saturday, May 23rd at 7 p.m. Florida time. Florida time. Why did you put Florida time? Well, because PBA is in Florida. <laughs> and I'm in Chicago. It's different time zone. <laughs> and, and nobody's going to understand Central. <laughs> Eastern. <laughs> no. I thought it was funny. All right. So uh, that's on there. I should. I think I'll probably re- I, you don't tweet on Facebook. You, I'll just do something and get it Repost. out there as well. Repost. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And we'll get some more people there. Uh, are there any plans, any schedule, any music? What's what's going to happen? You know, no, there's no plan at this point. I'm going <laughs> to sit down and come up with a little something. Um, I just thought it'd be fun to see everybody and say hi and see what's going on. Um I think Zoom only lets you be on for about 45 minutes anyway, so... <gasps> You know, I can't. Oh, I get it. No, we got to we got to switch that. You're on the you're okay. on the free account. Well, yeah. We got to switch that. I'm a zookeeper. Let's Marvin. we'll talk after <laughs> we'll talk afterwards. I got to get you on the extended. We'll we'll switch that. We'll get that okay. all figured out. Okay. Can't be limiting okay. people to 45 minutes. I know. Well, that's I can only do what I can do. We'll talk. That's why. I, okay. We'll talk. Thank you for your help. Okay. Um, I do want to also uh, mention thank you uh, to Mary Sullivan, who went on to the Uncle Marv webpage and provided a donation last week. So, Mary, thank you very much. For those of you that are interested in supporting this podcast, and when I say support, basically what I'm looking for is a little bit of assistance to you know, help pay for the website and the hosting of the podcast Um you know, websites aren't free. And although I will do, you know, most of this out of my business account, I'd like to supplement it just a little bit and do, you know, a few things. Maybe if this grows, throw out a little, you know, prize for something now and then, maybe have a little tchotchke. Um, Trust me, you won't have to wear something that says Uncle Marv, but who knows? If you don't supply uh, donations, maybe you'll have to. Uh, We'll do that. So thank you very much, Mary. Uh, for doing that. And let's see. Oh, so Florida is going through the phase one reopening. How are you guys doing in Chicago with your reopening from the COVID-19? Yeah, our governor is very, very strict and he does not want it to open quickly and have a resurgence. Um, Chicago had some high numbers in the beginning. And so he's divided the state up into quadrants because, you know, Chicago is like a separate world from Southern Illinois. So each of the four quadrants is opening up at their own pace. And Chicago is going to be the last one just because we have so many people. Okay. Now you're outside of Chicago. And if I remember correctly, are you north or south of the loop? I'm due west. Due west. Okay. Yeah. All right. About 15 minutes. Okay. If. If there's no cars. If there's no cars. 
All right. So now are, is is your area tied to what happens in Chicago or are you kind oh, of yeah. separate? You are tied to Chicago. It's Oh, yeah. I'm really close to the city. So um, I'm kind of right there in the same district. There is actually suburbs that are further away that are asking to not be tied to the city because they feel like they're so far away that they shouldn't have to worry about it. But um, if it's a suburb where a certain percentage of the people commute into the city for work and then back out, they're com- they're making that part of that region. So it's a pretty big region around Chicago. All right. Uh, I wanted to announce this or not announce. I want to show this just before we uh, move along and forget. But Todd, Mr. Shoemaker, is saying that he plans on attending the PPA Zoom gathering. Oh, yay. So that's so exciting. Mr. Overcomer. It's called a Zoom union, Todd, just so that you know. It's not, not a gathering. So, all no right. gatherings. No gatherings. No, no arrests. Not more, not more than 10. Right. So, all right. Um, yeah, so Florida, I don't know if you know this, but, you know, the state of Florida has been in the news because we have idiots down here. And we have, uh, we had the gentleman last week that had to get arrested. Well, he didn't get arrested, but got on the news because he was arguing because they wouldn't let him in a Publix because he wasn't wearing a mask. Yeah. And he decided to stand outside the store and tell everybody that there's no pandemic and, you know, all of this stuff. And so we had that and we had uh, other people that uh, decided to, um, when they tried to open the beaches, they, yeah, they bum rushed the beaches and within, within an hour of opening, they had to shut them down. Oh, <laughs> And uh, people getting in fights in bars because oh, people weren't gosh. social distancing. And mm-hmm. and uh, that was lovely. Had a lady actually this morning I read. So I keep track of Florida man stories. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yesterday um, a lady went out, was hammered, mm-hmm. was not social distancing, but ended up calling 911 on other people not social distancing. Honestly, that reminds me of a girl at work. <laughs> really? She calls everybody else out. They were wearing gloves and she just doesn't wear her mask. And like, wow. Just uh, concern yourself with yourself right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. People would just, you know, tend to your own self. Yes. All right. So let's now talk about, so you've been in Chicago since, not since you left PBA, but you, a few years after, right? Like four yeah, or five I years? Actually, I boomeranged a little bit. I went home for four, about four years. Okay. And then I went back down to Florida for another four years. Okay. And then back home and I've been home ever since. Okay. And, uh, and just to let everybody know, uh, Coons is, I don't know what your official title is. I, my thoughts are you by this time <laughs> were running the zoo. Um <laughs> Hardly. <laughs> You've been there forever. I just assumed by this time you would be like the executive director of the Brookfield right? Zoo there in Chicago. Yeah, that sounds good. No, I'm a senior zookeeper, quite right. senior at this point. Um, I work in the primate department. So it's this massive building called Tropic World. You can see it from outer space. Um, Tropic World? Tropic World. Okay. Yeah. And so it was the very first... Um, exhibit that was uh, especially for primates i don't know if it was beyond primates but um 
where there was no barriers between people and the animals. <clears throat> so it was built in the 70s. I think it opened in... Wait, 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 wait. Is this... 79 or 80? Is this supposed to be something like the um, Lion Country Safari we have down here? No, because that's a drive-through. So you're in a car and then there's a barrier. Is your car. <laughs> right. Yeah. So this, you walk in the room and there's monkeys and there's a like a jump distance. But as you're standing on the public walkway, visually, you don't have any kind of... You're not looking through glass. You're not looking through bars. So the monkeys can jump on you if they wanted. They cannot because we're smarter than monkeys. And so we designed it so that they can't do that on most days. A couple times they they got out, but we fixed it. (laughs) So so Caesar Caesar comes along and figures that out. Yeah. (laughs) Wow. So So, literally um, you walk in, no barriers, no glass, no nothing. Nothing, just open space. And the the idea is the space is great enough that they can't make the jump. And um, they're also a little bit lower. So if a monkey is going to do a great big jump across something, their their landing pad needs to be lower than where they started off. Oh, okay. But people are always up higher. So you can't get enough oomph to get Okay, all right. So simple thing. Okay. All right. And no, no chance this will turn into a planet of the apes where they all figure it out and work together and form a. Well, it's been around for 30 years and it hasn't happened yet. So, (laughs) but anyway, when you go to other zoos and they have this open concept with no barriers, we were the first. You were the first. Yeah. They've come and they've take note of what worked well and what maybe didn't work as well and have made lots of improvements over the design all over the country. Interesting. So I, all right. So here's my questions. Yeah. So if I remember correctly, there was this argument about which zoo was better. Was it, you know, the East coast or San Diego zoo? For some reason, everybody always thinks the San Diego zoo is the cream of the crop, right? Right. But if you guys were the first, then nothing on them. Now, is it because, (laughs) Now, is it only because, let's see, San Francisco has the, the whale thing, right? Um, you mean like SeaWorld? They have a SeaWorld. Yeah. They yeah, have so another. They have another SeaWorld out there? San Diego has a SeaWorld. San Diego has a SeaWorld? Okay. San Francisco. I'm not familiar. I know they have a really nice zoo. I didn't, I don't know if they have an aquarium or not. I must be getting a Star Wars reference mixed up. Okay. <laughs> Because Star Wars 4, they had the whales, and they came in. Oh, right. I never saw it. And it was... San- I was like, but it's got whales. You should see it. It was San Francisco, yes. Oh, was it? Yes, yeah, the most okay. popular Star Trek movie of all time. I know. The one with the whales. I know. I avoided it. I'm sure we had Along this- with Free Willy. I'm sure we had this... Oh. <laughs> you don't need to see Free Willy. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. No, I don't. <laughs> no, you don't. Mm-mm. Not unless you have kids. Right. And I'll tell them no. <laughs> I'll tell my make-believe children no. No, you can't go see Free Willy. <laughs> go with your grandparents. Find your aunt and uncle. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, all right. So, all right. So forget about that question. Okay. That, that was, all right. So you're working with the primates. Now, have you always worked with primates? Because didn't you work with, what was the thing down here in West Palm that you worked at? Remember out West? The Palm Beach Zoo. Yeah, Dreher Park. Okay, not Dreher Park, Beach not Beach. that one. 
the one that was out yes. west bef- oh, before the they started species conservatory yeah before they started building stuff past military trail so yeah. the rare species yeah the okay. rare species conservatory right. it's still there it's still going um they had a very select few animals and it was just uh this phd and myself that worked there so it was a, a lot of work of seven days a week two hours a day sometimes more but definitely two hours every day and um they had <clears throat> two species of antelope, African antelope, about half a dozen species of macaws from the tropics, not macaws, but um, all kinds of parrots. And then they had primates. It was my first introduction to primates. And they had pygmy marmosets, which are like little gerbils with human faces. And they just look at you like, what? What are you doing? And they'll like check you out from head to toe, all the way up and down, <laughs> like this big. Wow. And you're like, dang, that monkey just totally scoped me out. And then um, golden lion tamarins, they're the bright orange ones. They're a little bit bigger. Okay. I don't know where my camera is. And um, I was like, this is what I want to do. It's what I've always wanted to do. But my mom is a huge primate phobe and didn't want me. I told her when I was 11, no. It was in high school, I think. I said, I want to work with gorillas when I grow up. And she said, that is the most disgusting thing I've ever heard. (laughs) Absolutely not. So I went into marine biology. And I started working with animals, whatever I could work with. I did work at Dreher Park Zoo um, for a short period of time, a couple years. I've worked at the Shedd Aquarium for a brief stint with penguins and snails a little bit with their whales and dolphins. But then um, once I was at the conservatory, I really wanted to work with primates. And I started with the little ones and I kept getting bigger, moved to the zoo, got bigger primates, bigger primates. And um, unfortunately I lost my mom when I was 27 and almost a year, well, it was a year to the day or two years today, two years to the day. She died on Valentine's day. Two years later on Valentine's Day was my first day working solo with the gorillas at Brookfield Zoo. Mm. So I had to do it. <laughs> I had to do it. I had to do it. Yep. Yeah. And I remember that time because you were uh, you were still down in Florida. I think I had. Uh, when she passed. Yeah. yeah. Yep. I was back that here. Was, I was working at the computer right. store. Right. And we were meeting up. Yeah. What were we meeting like once a year to go to the South Florida Fair, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> Sounds about right. <laughs> Get some fried cheese, <laughs> some cheese. from Wisconsin. <laughs> and walk up and down the uh, the little pavilion thing. Go see the. I don't. Right? Did we ever even ride a ride? I don't think we did. No. We didn't do anything. No. no. We just walked around, got stuff, we got just the free around, stuff, got free stuff, <laughs> ate some cheese, <laughs> and went home. <laughs> that's it. it an, Looked at people. That's my favorite thing to do is watch people. That was that was. We did that a lot. Yeah, made, that's fun. Made fun of some people. Yeah. Oh my goodness gracious. So yeah, I remember that. I remember. And, uh, cause you, cause actually, yes, that was, um, right before I started the business. That's right. Yeah. And, uh, you were invited to the first and only, um, board meeting <laughs> that I had right. at that, at that restaurant downtown. It was you MacGyver. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Who else was there? You MacGyver. Penelope yes. Blair, was she there? 
Yeah, she was there because she was the banker. Because yeah, I needed the banker there. Oh my gosh, that's a memory I had not thought about in a very long time. That'd be interesting. Very, I wish very long. if we can find out who else was at. I think there was five of us. Why didn't we take a picture? Because I didn't believe because <laughs> we was... didn't have cameras on our phones. No, we, so we certainly didn't. Have phones. <laughs> we certainly did pockets. not. Yeah. Wow. That oh, was uh, yeah, 1997. Wow. And then you left. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, then I got the job and back up north. Back up you went. All right. So so one year later, so you're working at the Brookfield Zoo. And I, I think I remember because you had, you, it was a choice between there or someplace else, right? Um, <clears throat> well, I was working at Palm Beach Zoo and I was. Um, and that wasn't really going anywhere. Yeah, I mean, I kept thinking, they kept talking about these improvements they were going to do and these major renovations. And I thought, well, it'd be nice to, and they were going to have, bring in orangutans. Well, fast forward 20 years, they still don't still have don't orangutans. Have so, <laughs> and I really wanted to work with great apes. I knew that's what I wanted to do. And so, um, actually, I applied for a job in December and I had an interview. I happened to be home. So they interviewed me and um, didn't get that job. And then six months later, they called me. That was a deal. Okay. And said, we would like you to interview again for a new position. So I did, and I got it. Yay. Okay. All right. And every time I've been in Chicago, I've not yet been to your zoo. I know. Well, every time you've been in Chicago, we've only met up once. <laughs> not my so fault. Fix that. Not my fault. I don't know you're here. I, I, I gave you even a notice last time. I gave you like two yeah. weeks notice. And okay, you, yeah, you could. Was that last fall? Yes. I was having surgery on my shoulder. Okay, you didn't say that. No, I probably didn't say much. <laughs> you didn't tell me that. I, <laughs> that would have been, been a nice I, thing I, to know. <laughs> okay, sorry. so now explain. <laughs> surgery on your shoulder. What happened? Yeah. Oh. Did you get in a fight what with the orangutan? What happened to my poor shoulder? <laughs> Uh, part of it's just being a zookeeper and wear and tear. Okay. <clears throat> part of it was when I first started at Brookfield Zoo, the building I'm in is like got five or six stories and it's constantly up and down the stairs. And I was coming down the stairs and my feet just went out from under me and I grabbed the railing and was dangling from my arm. And apparently that ripped some stuff. Oh. But I was young and I was fine. Was 27. Ah, that's not a problem. So I go on working, working. Then I was in a couple of car accidents. And I don't know if you know, but when you hit, run into something, your seatbelt's got this shoulder, but this arm goes flying back and forth like a rodeo guy. I did not know that. Oh, wow. So that tore up some more stuff in there. It was in two, the exact same accident twice in two months. It was ridiculous. It was ridiculous. Same corner. I was going to say same area everything. of the road, same yes. conditions. Yes, same intersection, same time of day. Rush hour going home. I was just going straight. I had the green light and somebody turned left right in front of me and I T-boned him. Wow. I don't recommend it. It's not fun. I... So anyway. So all that. All that. I went through physical therapy for that. Then about a year ago, last January... I was learning how to shoot a shotgun. Oh, I mean, I'd been learning and, and for you, six months. And you didn't uh, brace yourself properly with the, yeah, the butt of the gun? Much. 
I had a winter coat on. First time I had a winter coat, it had this big collar, and I thought I had it in the pocket, and it was on the collar, and it slipped just as I pulled the trigger and went off when it was on the joint. And mm. that just did it in the rest of the way. Uh-oh. So, yeah. I missed, I, I'm like, so I shot again. <laughs> <laughs> and then I hit the target, and then I was like, I went to shoot the next time. I was like, I, this is, I can't do this anymore. I have to stop. Wow. So yeah, it was, uh, okay. Was something. So glad you're okay. But why yeah. were you, why were you learning to shoot a shotgun? I just, just wanted because. to know how <laughs> I had this thought. Well, cause the world is getting out of hand. I mean, even before so you need a shotgun. <laughs> Before COVID, before all the fires all over the world, everybody and being so close to Chicago and all there's shootings all the time and mass shootings. And I thought, I don't want a gun. I don't want to own a gun. But if I'm ever in a situation and there's a gun around, I want to know how to handle it if I need to or I have to. So if you're ever in a saloon and a fight breaks out, you won't be able to jump behind the bar and grab a gun. (laughs) Or in a movie theater or at a concert or I work in a public place at the zoo. There's not going to be shotguns out there. No. Well, no, we have a police department and they have the big art. Oh, so you're going to, you're going to, you're going to abscond with an officer's shotgun. (laughs) But you know, why don't you start with like a handgun or something and then, you know, something that you could, you know, wrestle away from a, you know, crook or something. I did. I know how to do that one. Oh, okay. So, all right. This was, I was learning how to shoot trap. So at least it was like a game. Of, shoot trap. Just Yeah. You know, when they shoot the little clay pigeons and then you shoot them. No, I have no idea. Okay. It's, that's a rich that's person's game. Why would I, you need to pull? <laughs> Is that what yeah. Pull. <laughs> no. Oh my. I borrowed a friend's gun. I wasn't, I didn't <laughs> buy one. So. <laughs> All right, so, so have, now, you, have you shot theory, since? I know how. Have you shot since? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I just got back to work a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> oh, my so, goodness. So, yeah. so you were out during the COVID, so kind yes, of, kind of convenient. <clears throat> yeah, but I'd been out for months and months beforehand and having a great time. It turns out I don't need something to keep me busy. I have enough ideas and things to keep me busy. Um, and then quarantine hit and you couldn't go out anymore. So I stayed home and made bread and cooked a lot. And then I was getting tired of that. And then I got <clears throat> a call from the zoo saying that they had to furlough a bunch of the zookeeper staff. And since I was on a medical leave, I was getting furloughed until I was healthy enough to come back to work. Mm. So that was a hard blow. And suddenly all the fun stopped. But it was only two weeks, and then I was cleared by the doctor because it was at the tail end of my time off. And uh, but right. I was back to work. All right. So you you said you were the senior zookeeper. I am one of many. Yes. Oh, so there's not like just five or something, and you're like on the board. <laughs> no. There's in my building alone. There's fifteen full time zookeepers. Fifteen. Well, now we have less because. Okay. Of the COVID. All right. So, so I know that zoos, I know that zoos have always had this little funding thing that they've had issues with. So how much of your funding 
got affected by COVID. Oh. And and do you guys There's, rely on visitors for a part of that yes. money? Okay. Too much. Too Rock much. Field Zoo, too much. Really? Most of the, all, I'll say all of the other cultural institutions in Chicago and probably across the country <clears throat> that are as big of a name as like Brookfield Zoo. So like Shedd Aquarium or the Art Institutes or the other museums, um, the Adler Planetarium, all that. They have massive endowments, like if not hundreds of millions, like into the billions at this point. But they have had sitting there um, growing since they started. And uh, if they hit a bad year, like 2008, they just go into their endowments and they keep things afloat. Unfortunately, Brookfield Zoo, when it was started um, almost 100 years ago, I can't remember what year it started. Anyway, <clears throat> the big draw was that the board of Brookfield Zoo was a sister board to the Art Institute down in the city. And the big draw was that because we're owned by the Forest Preserve District and we're going to have gate attendants, you didn't have to donate money or fundraise to be on the Brookfield Zoo board. And that mindset has stayed until about 15 years ago. Mm. So there is no big endowment. And when the economy turns, so does Brookfield Zoo. And we were in um, a very, very tough financial situation. Actually, when they hired me, I didn't know that was going on. <clears throat> and they were actually borrowing money to make payroll. We since have a new director. He's fixed all that problem. He's working on building an endowment, but that takes decades. You know, yeah, you gotta gotta wait for people to die. There Fifteen years, yeah. So um, it's crippling the zoo. I hate to think of it not being able to survive because of the financial strain. So, if your sister organization is the Art Institute, do they not try to pitch in a little? Share their money? <laughs> but no, because wow. we're actually completely separate from them. But just when it was starting off, it was like. I don't know why they call it a sister board, but they aren't very nice sisters. Apparently not. No, they're not I, sisters. I'd cut ties. Close. Wow. I'd start yeah. poaching, you know, people. Hey, come over <laughs> <Right>. here. <laughs> Give us a Van Gogh. <laughs> that is something where, you know, certain organ. I mean, I mean, Palm Beach Atlantic went through that when, when we were there, um, our mm -hmm. president, the great late Claude Ray, you know, yeah. was big into getting endowments for the school yeah. and yeah. could, you know, yeah, walk, right. he, walk across. He changed to, the whole face. He did, you know, would walk across over to Palm Beach and say, look, you know, we're going to have a great institution here right in your yeah. backyard. And why don't you, you know, support it, sustain it. And yeah. instead of give, instead of giving your money to art, which are, they're already got millions of dollars, give it to right. us. You know, right. and help us build a big, beautiful campus and beautify the yeah. city, which they have done. Yeah. I mean, it is. They have. I, I need to go there and get a a new tour. I haven't. I don't know. Who, I got to find out who the alumni person is or who the. Yeah, I need the, to do that, too. I so, need to come down for a I think it, 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 it used to be. Who was it there? It wasn't Bomar. Um, Debbie Bomar? Debbie Bomar Jaffe was there. Somebody else was there. Delete, delete. Yeah. Delicia Morris. Is that her name? God, I got to remember people. <laughs> I don't know. I know Debbie because she was an RA with me, but I didn't. Otherwise, this is being the 
a liaison person, I don't, I wouldn't know. Mm. Speaking of RA, so, you know, so Kim, by the way, um, who I didn't realize you guys have never met either. No, I finally saw a picture of her. I'm like, that's what she looks like. (laughs) She's real. (laughs) She's a real person. (laughs) Um, so, you know, of course, there's a lot of times where she'll have to ask me, okay, where do you know this person from? You know, and oh, yeah. I can always, you know, I can always say, you know, Palm Beach Atlantic or Satellite or Junior Achievement, yeah. Najak, you know, th- you know, Years of Darkness. I, I can say that, but then she's like, okay, well, how did you meet? And I'm like, I don't know. I don't remember how we met. All I remember is, I think, tell me if I'm wrong, I think it was one of those leadership dinner things. And you were walking around with like a black and white weird looking jacket. And well, that, that could be me. I don't know. <laughs> and you were like walking around and I was just sitting there doing something. And I think I made a comment and you laughed. Oh, and then like, yeah. and then like, but we, we had met before then we did. Yeah. I don't, we, um, I don't know. This is all. I, Cause you asked me that question before. I came on and I was like, gosh, I don't even like a lot of people are like, oh, yeah, we went here and you were there. And that's how we met. And with you, it's like you were just always there, always there, like during um, orientation and all that. You were just always there because I think you were SGA president. So you were so in that, and out of everything. So you came in 87. Mm-hmm. Well, no, I wasn't president yet. So you was, wanted to be president, was, so you were everywhere. <laughs> I was no, I was the vice president of everything. Of something. I don't I wasn't hospitality. <laughs> no, not hospitality. Me? Hospitality? Come on. <laughs> so anyway, I remember all my roommates on different occasions coming home and saying, I actually met Marvin B today. And I was like, <laughs> Like it was an announcement to the room. Stop it. <laughs> and I was like, he's everywhere. How did you not? They're like, no, but I actually met him. He's a really nice man. Blah, blah, blah. So, um, I, yeah, I don't, that might be the first time we actually spoke. I don't know. I just remember all of a sudden we were having long conversations in that study area upstairs in the student center. Cause I was right around the corner from the student government office. Yeah, you'd come out and you'd sit down I, and we'd talk. I would need a break. I'd be like. <laughs> Because it was a tiny, tiny room. It was ridiculous. It was like a closet. Yes, it was a closet. It was a student <laughs> government a room. In it. I'd like be in there for 10 minutes. I'd be sweating. It's so hot. So I'm like, I gotta yeah. get out. <laughs> you come out, you're like, I'm sweating. I gotta get out of there. That's right. And everybody, yeah. That That's was how the- I remember we met. But I do remember that leadership dinner. And I don't, uh, I don't know if that was the first time we actually spoke or if we were already, I, yeah, I don't know. I don't remember. And I don't remember yeah. how it got to be when I made the out annual pilgrimage back, you know, it was like, Hey, South Florida fair time. <laughs> yeah. Well, probably cause I was living in West Palm beach then. <laughs> probably. Probably. And so work, I was just a working at the, uh, the, the Jupiter theater. Now, now was it still, was it the Burt Reynolds theater then? No, this crook by the name of Richard. Owned it. Oh, he was I hate to say that about somebody, but he was bad. Say it. I've, I'm saying it about one person in particular, but okay. if they're a crook, yeah, they're okay. a crook. Yeah, and he was. He would actually go into the cash register and take money out and not 
of his own theater and just to go spend it on whatever. But then he couldn't pay us come payday. So it got all the way around to, I was there about a year. I was, I started off as an apprentice for a six week thing. Is that right? Six weeks. Yeah. Was for eight weeks or something. Wait a minute. Apprentice or the costume thing? It was a costume apprentice. Okay. And by the end of it, she fired her assistant and hired me. Oh, okay. So I thought, well, yeah, I guess I'm good at this. I've always liked making costumes. This will be fun. But then I found myself at lunchtime, instead of going out to lunch with everybody, I would drive over to the pet store and talk to all the animals. (laughs) And I was like, oh, I need to get back to a zoo or something. (laughs) Get back to the wilderness. (laughs) Wow. So... So, okay. So the, so the theater, so any I'm trying to, trying to, I'm trying to piece things together. So, right. was, so then, who, um, go ahead. Yeah. I, uh, cause after I graduated, went home for four years, came back, was doing the theater thing. Um, my mom was really sick at that time. And, um, I was at a zoo up there, a little farm zoo, and it wasn't a great fit. And, um, I needed to get out of there. So I had taken a job at the hospital and in the in between, I came down to visit Alan Stafford. Mr. Stafford. Yeah, that's how I got into the theater. He was doing stage management. Wait a minute, you met him at the theater? No, I met him at PVA. We I was going to say, I friends. thought. And, yeah. And I think. But then he was at the theater. Okay, all right. That's how I wound up at the theater. And I think he's from and Satellite Beach. I could be that wrong. That's about right. Yeah. Well, he had family here, and then he had family in Georgia. Oh, I didn't know all that. Both places. Okay. Yeah. Or he lived with his family in Georgia, and then they moved down. All right. So he was at the theater. He was at the theater. And I went down to visit him for a week between jobs, and he's like, they have a costume apprenticeship program, and I think you're perfect for it, so you might as well just stay. And I was like, dude, I have an apartment and a job. And so I went home, I talked to my mom, and she was like, it sounds wonderful. It sounds like better than working at the hospital, so you should go. So with her blessing, I packed up my Jeep and drove down to Florida and did that for a year, and then the conservatory, and then Palm Beach Zoo, and then back up to Chicago. Back to Chicago. Yeah. So, okay, so Alan Stafford. hmm I should know more about him. <laughs> If, if he's from satellite well, he Beach. was in my school so yeah he oh that's right he was my uh class i should say so that's right. Uh, okay so he was two years behind me was, so okay yeah that happens he a did lot campus ministries and i don't think you guys were ever in the same dorm he was in the dorms one year and then he was at that house on chicago avenue where all the surfers used to live and then he and his friends would oh, i was off campus by then i was uh i somebody corrected me we were living off of florida avenue and then we then we went out west to the nice apartment. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. By the highway? No, it was on the uh it was all the way out. It was uh where was it? I know Military Trail and okay. like Forest Hill or one of the Lantana. Oh. It was way out oh. there. Yeah, so that was <laughs> It was way <laughs> out there. And I thought while you were in school? Yeah, my senior year. Yeah, you must never have spent any time in your apartments because you're always on campus. I know that, that's that was part of the problem is I should have just stayed near there. Yeah, because I was I was there was so you know 
Everybody thinks the life of the SGA president is pretty peachy. It's it's pretty it's it's pretty busy. It's grueling. <laughs> There's a lot going on. It was it was a lot because uh, mm-hmm. and you always had to be on. Everybody's yeah. all coming up. Yeah. Actually, you know what? I remember. So I don't know who, but so one day I was playing basketball out mm-hmm. on the outside courts uh, near the chapel and wherever that. Yeah area was. And I remember somebody like, I don't know if I was in between a game or like in between, like we had a timeout or something, but somebody walked up to me and wanted to talk to me about an issue he was having. And since I'm the president that maybe I could help him. And I remember (laughs) saying, dude, I am out here playing a game. You come to me at the office. (laughs) Right. Oh, it's crazy. And I remember yeah. thinking back, that probably wasn't the nicest thing to do, but no, but I mean he's gotta learn too. Time and a place. Time and a place. <laughs> yep. Um, well yeah, well after you left, then I finally got into student government and I was a senior class rep. Oh and that was look at you. Fancy. That it was fun. And that was back when uh so that was back, didn't they move you guys into the bigger office? Yes. It used to be like campus life office and they moved them across and then we had this massive place. That must've been nice. It was, there was like offices within the office, but that didn't last long. I think we got kicked out of there. (laughs) (laughs) They were trying to find a home for student government. Yeah. Palm Beach Atlantic wasn't, uh, I mean, it was nice place, but they were always scrambling, but part of it was because they didn't have all the new buildings built. Yeah, they, they were growing. They built East Campus when I was there. And, yeah, that's and, where I live. And, uh, that's what I, I was in charge of. And I, uh, I you know, I got to find out they had the, you know, that time capsule. Uh-huh. We had to did that ceremony and we put the time capsule thing in. And I remember writing something for that. And uh-huh. I can't remember it's 50 years or whatever, but I keep saying I got to stay around long enough to. To see what you to wrote. Be, to be there when they open it up. <laughs> yeah. I want to be there. That's so, fun. I'll have to find out when that is. I wonder if he, if, yeah. if anybody now even knows about that. Well, I mean, that's the thing with time capsules is once you're, the people that put them in are gone, nobody knows it's there. Right. We put, here's a, a little thing about time capsules. We had a um, this massive exhibit called Baboon Island and all these big baboons lived all over it. And it was old. It was built in the 20s and big chunks of cement would fall off. And the baboons would go inside the part they're not supposed to be inside. So we'd have to get maintenance guys out there to patch it all up. And so it happened once. And then it happened a second time. And we thought, you know what? We're putting a time capsule in here. So we boxed up a bunch of things that we thought were cool, I guess, and put it in there. And then uh, a couple years ago, they demolished Baboon Island because the last of the baboons were gone. Oh. And it, it was so funny. The keeper's trying to figure out where in the world the, the time, time capsule was. Because they wanted to get it out before they just imploded the whole thing. They're like, uh, no, it's over here. I'm like, it's over there. No, it's over here. No, it's over there. Wow. So when did that happen? Because didn't you guys... So here's here's the thing. I do remember little bits and pieces of stuff. I don't remember time frames. So mm-hmm. I remember that Maggie... Oh, Maggie. Maggie died. Oh, Maggie the orangutan. Yes. Yeah. Um, no, 
Sweet. Maggie turned 50 or something. Wasn't like she's like the oldest or oldest orangutan in captivity or something? Oldest, the second yeah. oldest. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So see this painting, this green one right here? Uh-huh. She painted that one. Really? Yeah. An elephant painted this one. And then there's gorilla paintings, more orangutans, gorilla. Okay. Anyway. <clears throat> so. Yeah, she was a very cool lady. She only had one eyeball. So one was missing. and But in her records, because she was from the 60s, they didn't keep really good records. And it just said orangutan only has one eye. She was less than a year old. And so we have no idea if she was born that way, if there's something happened. We don't know. Mm. So she had a long break. Didn't phase her at all. And um, then she, when she was 50, she adopted, because we gave her, a little baby boy to raise. She had done that before. Um, this little guy was from Toledo Zoo and abandoned by his mom and needed a, a, a orangutan mom. <clears throat> People can raise great apes, but they just don't turn out right. They need their own species right. to teach them all the finer points. So at 50 years old, you know, she was last on the list of surrogate moms, but everybody else was busy either with their own or somebody else's. So we said, yeah, bring them on. So she took them. She's taken great care of them. And then three years, uh, two years, I think she was with them two years. And then she passed away. Mm -hmm. She had uh, a really bad heart. And um, she wasn't, she was looking kind of old before Kachil came. And as soon as she got him, she just, you know, just got better. She was totally fine. She was sassy mom taking care of him. So sweet. But then um, after she passed away, the news made national news because there's 50 Right. She would have been 55 at that point. It was right before her 55th birthday. Um, then this lady from San Diego Zoo, which is where Maggie came from, wrote uh, the zoo and said, I think I took care of Maggie when she was a baby. And told this whole story about Maggie, the one-eyed orangutan kid. And it's like, well, how many Maggie orangutans with one eyes are there out there? Right. Probably not that many, but um, at the time the vet was worried that because she was growing that her eye socket would be misformed or have a problem with whatever. So they put a marble in there as a fake eye to hold its place. Mm. And uh, every morning the lady said she'd come in and Maggie's there and her little marbles missing. She's like, Maggie, where's your eye? And Maggie would stick her bottom lip out and they could stick it out like a cash register drawer, like, and there it was right in her lip. She would <laughs> take, take it, it out. Really? So every day. And then she called the vet, but would put it back in. And then the next morning, Maggie, where's your eye? She's, Here it is. So as soon as everybody left for the night, she'd take her eye out and put it in her mouth. So, wow. But she was just the sweetest, sweetest thing ever. Mm. She was just. Yeah, and she loved to paint. So how long do orangutans normally live? Because I think, wasn't that, like, more than normal? Um, well, it, yeah, it's, they're living into their 50s and 60s even. Okay. Um, <clears throat> it's all still kind of figuring out upper limits. And their geriatric care has improved tremendously over the last 10 years or 15 years. Um, being a... Our closest living relatives, all the great apes, they're 
health issues and aging issues are exactly the same as ours. So some of them have bad teeth, some of them have bad bones with arthritis, some of them have digestive issues. She actually had a thyroid issue and we started giving her thyroid medication and she dropped a bunch of weight and became playful again. <clears throat> so, um, so yeah, they're living very, very long lives. Mm. All right. In, in and, and then you had another, um, and I, and I think it was a gorilla named Nadayu. Nadaya. Nadaya. baby. Really? <laughs> yeah. He's a big boy. Yeah. He was the first, well, his mom was Baraka. Okay. Which means a blessing. And she was the first gorilla I ever trained. And she and I became just best friends. She was sassy and everyone just would get enough of her real quick. She would just drive everyone up the wall. And I thought, well, this is fun. <laughs> so it would be in the morning I'd go in and I'd have something new I'd want to show her. Or she would have something she'd want to show me. Or, you know, we just had this really great relationship. And then she got pregnant and um, I was doing some maternal training with her just to help her get ready to be a mom and help her um, learn to present things to the cage front just in case something went wrong with nursing and we could have access to the baby. Um, <clears throat> So one of them, just for fun, belly is a is one of the behaviors. So we ask them to press their belly up against the cage front, and then we can just touch it. So I would just hold on to her belly, and I actually felt Nadia kick in her belly before he was born. And so mm. that was exciting for me. And then, uh, so he was the first gorilla baby I ever worked with. And then I was his trainer and just teaching him all kinds of stuff. And uh, he grew up to a point where he was, he he challenged his dad and won. And Ooh. we thought, right, he needs to be somewhere else. Zoo. Yeah. So he and his little brother went out together to St. Louis Zoo, and they lived together still with a couple other guys in a bachelor group. And I saw a picture of him the other day, and he's huge. Mm. <laughs> he went over as like a little pocket, they kept calling him the pocket-sized gorillas because they're these two little boys. He is big. He is the, um, I think he's the dominant guy in the group right now. He doesn't take any business from anybody. Wow. But uh, he's an excellent trainer. They say he's fabulous with training. Hmm, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. He's a cute guy. He had, um, he's got his mom's spunky personality. And one day another keeper said that he had a scratch on his finger or something, a cut. And they're like, do you want to take a look at that? And I was like, yeah. I was like, buddy, what happened? And I'm baby talking to him and everything. I'm like, do you have a boo-boo on your finger? And he just went. And he had a boo-boo on the top of his head. He's like, would you have any other ones? And he's like, mm, I have one here. <laughs> he started showing me all of his boo-boos. Wow. Uh, yeah, they're so fun. Uh, and they all understand English 100%. Mm. 100%. So I remember when you were at the conservatory that you mm -hmm. had to go every day. Yes. So being in the zoo and with the training and stuff, do you have to be there every day? No, five okay. days a week. Okay. I get five weeks of vacation every year. I'm I'm good. <laughs> All right. Well, you're so, senior yeah. zookeeper now. Yes. Uh, but there's about 150 zookeepers at that zoo. Mm, okay. So there's a lot of people. And um, that's so people can work and make it a earn a living wage and have a real life. I mean, days off are weird. My days off are Thursday and Friday right now, but. 
at least I get two and they're in a row. Two in a row. The same. <laughs> same every week. So. All right. So I have to remember that when I have my next trip there, that, okay, Thursday and yes. Friday is when I have to. The, here's the thing, well, though. I always, and that could change. And I always get in on Fridays. So that's the problem. Well, you have to get in on a Thursday. Take an extra day. An extra day. You're the boss, man. Yeah, I'm the boss. I'm the senior tech. Yeah, you're the senior guy. I'm, I'm, I'm the only guy. <laughs> so, although Kim can, you know, she can take calls and do some stuff yeah. while I'm gone. Yeah, she can just kind of float everything along to get back. Yep. Oh, my. So... Since you have days off and you have a normal life, what else do you do? Because we haven't talked about that either. What do I do? Well, I own a house, so a lot of time is taken up with that. Just regular business. Yep, home ownership. But yeah, but um, I have ten thousand hobbies, so I'm always busy with that. I've got a bunch of friends in the area, so I always run around doing something crazy. I've got a couple of boats. Um, canoe and kayak and so there's a creek that runs right around behind my house and if i i call it my triathlon so i put the boat on the car and i go over to the it's a five minute drive across town put the boat in you can paddle for like an hour and a half to get back to my almost my back door Mm. and then i get on my bike and pedal so it's like paddle pedal and then drive So is that so your... I have to ride my bike back to the car, put my bike on the car, and then drive home. <laughs> so your version of the Iron Man is what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so okay, so you mentioned this creek. So mm-hmm. I saw on a Facebook post recently uh, you talking about your sump pump mm-hmm. and loving it, and people asking about I the love basement. My sump pump. What happened? What happened? The creek overflowed. <laughs> Yay! Wow. So, Has it been um, raining? I know we've had a ton of rain down here because we just had a system had a go through. You've had a lot too? Yeah. 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 You guys had your first tropical storm. We sure did. Named storm. Yes, we did. I know. It's not even close to September. Storms, they just pop up whenever they want down here. They do what they, do what they want. That's right. Uh, so, uh, yeah, we had a, a lot of rain for a very long time yeah. and uh, the creek overflowed. So sometimes that happens. And um, <clears throat> a few years ago, it happened a lot. And one year, that creek actually came all the way to my house and surrounded my house. And I had about 18 inches of water in the basement. And that was a disaster. So I had to pack up my kitties and go to a hotel for the night. And then I came back the next morning to check everything out, and it was snowing. <laughs> so I, I take like, it. <laughs> So I take it you don't have like a finished basement. Uh, semi-finished. It's my art studio, <clears throat> but I've learned how to art studio. store every. Yes. One of the hobbies. One of the hobbies. Yeah. Okay. They're making costumes or making art or making whatever I can think of. Go down there and figure it out. So I've made bowling for rhino trophies. I've made 18th century outfits. I've made masks of gorillas and orangutans and bears. Oh, we need oh to have a little God. gallery of those. I do. <laughs> have to do a little picture show for us. Yeah. One day. One day. We'll do <laughs> One that. day. The computer stuff, not so much, but the physical stuff. Well, so, you just take yeah. pictures and we'll make a slideshow. Okay. See, that I can help with. I could turn this and you could just see 
Well, it's dark over there. There's my gallery <laughs> yeah, wall. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, whatever. It's CBS, you know, we don't have those high powered <laughs> studio lights to plop on. I know, right? Yeah. It's just my dining room. So, but yeah. And speaking of, I mean, combining, my challenge all my life has been combining my two passions, which is art and animals. And so uh, this wall here with all the animal artwork on it is an example of, I, was working with all the keepers in the zoo and helping them teach their animals how to paint. And then we collected all the paintings over a course of years and had uh, silent auctions. And I've raised over $10,000 for gorillas in the wild oh, nice. for gorilla conservation. So one of the things I do to keep busy. All right. So, so you get the rich people to come in and donate. You got to get richer people. They- you know, I, we do. I, I wish it's, it's zookeeper people. So that's a heck of a lot of money off the backs of, you know, I, I understand that because I, I worked at the Humane Society down here Yeah, and we had that same type of problem where, you know, a lot of the donors were the animal lovers, right? but a lot of animal lovers don't have money. Don't have a lot of money. So thank goodness for the docents, our volunteer staff, because they have money and they love animals. So we had some volunteers (laughs) and we had a director that came in and actually you know, went out and found a way to start getting, you know, the young professionals involved and having networking events. And that got a lot of it in. And I had two, two volunteers as I was director of volunteers Uh and I didn't work with the animals. I remember this. Yeah. I was director of volunteers and two of our volunteers, one of them turned out to be the wife of a huge auto dealership. Like the guy had tons of dealerships down there. So when the director found out, of course, she couldn't be just a regular volunteer anymore. She had to be (laughs) get on the board. board Yeah. Yeah. And then we had another lady that um, had owned a bunch of, um, I want to say like antique, but it was more Mm -hmm. like high society stores, you know, like those types of things that you'd find on Worth Avenue or, you know, Los Olas and stuff. So then they took her away from me and put her on the board and then they were able to start going stuff. I had, I sat next to Larry Zonka one time. I'm sorry. I don't know who that is. Football player from the Miami Dolphins. Oh, that's why. (laughs) If it was a, if it was from the bears, I'd have half a chance of knowing who it was. From from the Dolphins. Nope. He, uh, he came, they got him in. Uh, one night we had a little meeting and I, I don't know how I got in the meeting, but I was there sitting next to him thinking, Oh, well, nice. next to Larry yeah. and then they kicked me out. Oh. <laughs> so, Why? Why? I don't know. I remember my very first hockey game was with you. That was your first? That was my first. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And they were throwing t-shirts in the stands and That's right. stuff was flying from the ceiling. That was fun. That was that was probably my first hockey game too. No, you've been before. Oh, you made fun of me. That's right. Well, I, I'd only probably been like a year or two before. Because <laughs> <laughs> well, remember, the team hadn't been around that long. I know. I was wondering why. I, but we yeah. well because I was working at Junior Achievement then, and that's so right. we yeah. got a bunch of tickets from our board members, and we could go down. And uh, I remember. Yeah my director got one of the pictures of the inaugural season uh-huh. and then we would go down and, and be a part of oh that. And God. we try to do fundraisers and all that sort of stuff with them. And, wow. and then they got too big for us. 
Yeah. Once, yeah. You know, once they got time now. Yeah. You know, sports team. We don't need junior achievement. <laughs> right. Yeah. We made it to the finals. We don't need you guys anymore. Right. 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 So, wow. Yeah. That was a lot of. Uh, so, wow. Florida Panthers. That's right. I was trying. I was wrecking my brain. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm still here and I don't, <laughs> I don't know. If I'm... <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Florida Panthers. Lots of fun times. Yep. I thought of something I wanted to bring up, but now I can't remember what it was. Something PBA related. Palm Beach Atlantic. Yeah. All right. Well, talked about the talked about the fair, mm-hmm. talked about RAs, talked about mm-hmm. student government. Mm-hmm. What else did you do there? That was it. No, it wasn't it. Um yeah, I was an RA for three semesters, the head resident for my fourth semester. And my dad said, that's enough of that. Just be a senior. You don't need to be doing this other stuff. And I was like, okay. So I was a student government class representative. And then um, I took a job with the campus minister. He was a new guy, Scott. Scott something. Mm. He was great. He was really dynamic. He had a lot of energy. He was a lot of fun. And so I was his kind of assistant. <clears throat> so I was on the in on the meetings to kind of guide what they're going to do for chapel the next year. They wanted to cut the PBA news segment, <gasps> and I fought. That was my segment. I, I know. I know. <laughs> I was going to say when we started, it's like welcome to PBA news. That was awesome. Um, <laughs> I made chapel fun. <laughs> it did, and I I put a big plug in, and they said, "Okay, we'll keep it." But some inappropriate things that happened during the PBA news. I don't think while you were there. I think it was after you. And so oh, they I was, just I was to a, can it. I was a perfect no, example. You, yeah, you were pretty strict on what they were talking about. Now, other stuff. But, <laughs> but um, yeah, so they kept it, wow. at least for the next year. So, okay, but back then, so when I was there, campus ministry had nothing to do with chapel. They, they did, so they did Tuesday Night Live. Yeah, they did yeah. that, and so then I had to announce some people for that. And but he was it. It wasn't campus ministries, but it's the campus minister. So the guy that ran campus ministries, which was Mike, somebody. I don't know. I remember the one I got in trouble. You got in trouble, or no, he not got me. In he got in trouble. Didn't yeah, and then he's he was gone. Right, and then this guy Scott came in. Okay, who was wonderful, and I wish I could remember his last name. Anyway. But he was in charge also of um, figuring out the schedule for chapels. Wow. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> yep. Interesting. Yeah. And they wanted to cut the news. You know, you know how hard they it was did. to and get. And I said, this is the one time when the entire student body is together and can hear the same thing at the same time. It's so important. Wasn't it? It I was amazing. Guys... It was amazing. Yeah, we didn't have, have that be before. I know uh, that they wanted to cut it. They said, so one person said something inappropriate. You need to pick who you want to be the anchors and you need to make sure they know absolutely what's allowed and what's not allowed to say. You can't talk about playing soccer with somebody's head. That's not appropriate in chapel. That's what he did. That was it. That was the news story. Wow. You know, here's the, you know, what was so funny. So remember, remember the year we had, uh, what was it? It was either the spring dance or something at dance. I'm sorry. 
<laughs> we have the, the spring formal. Yeah. Um, over across the island at, um, what was it? The, oh, what was that house? Um, Flagler house. Flagler house. I didn't go. You didn't? I never went to those. What? All right, we'll Nobody talk about that. Me. But remember, not until I was a junior. Then I went to a couple things. So remember when I convinced them to let us do the little fashion show in chapel? Yes. You know, <laughs> I forgot about that. It took me two weeks to convince them to do that, <laughs> and they were like, "No, we can't do it." And we had to, we yeah. had the Miami Vice it's music. It's everything. Yes. <laughs> and they were like, "You can't play that," and I'm like, "What? It's only music." <laughs> It's just music. I know. There's their answer to everything. No. I got in so much trouble. Remember? You were never in trouble. You just yes, I did. I got in trouble, trouble before. So my first year there. Okay. So, okay. Uh, so I forget the name of the dorm that was a couple of streets down. It's now a parking garage. Hogue Hall. Does that sound? Hogue Hall. It was the, yeah, feet, the girls. Was a, it was a dorm. So we were at Kathy, Kathy Hall in the Hogue Hall. Uh-huh. And... So we wanted to have a block party. Okay. And I brought my speakers. And remember uh-huh. Hogue had the the outdoor stairs and the patio and stuff. So I put yeah. my speakers up there and I did the DJ from the second floor. <laughs> and like an hour into the party, they came and shut us down. <laughs> Not allowed. Like, You're being too loud and there's dancing. <laughs> Like, <laughs> I know, there's dirt I'm like, come on. Oh my goodness. Yeah. I was, uh, when, when East Campus was first built, I was my first year as an RA, and we had to help unload the furniture off the trucks and put it in the dorms because right. everything was behind schedule. And um, I went up into the, into the truck to get the next piece of furniture, and it's beautiful hardwood floors on the bottom of this truck bed. And I, I just not what I expected to see. And I said, oh my gosh, this looks like a dance floor. How would you know what a dance floor looks like? <laughs> it's like, I'm Presbyterian. <laughs> we dance. I don't know what you Southern Baptists do, but Presbyterians <laughs> dance. I'm from the North. <laughs> I'm uh, one of those Northern heathens. <laughs> yeah, I remember, gosh, I, that was, and that so when I first got there, of course, that was a big thing, you know, no dancing. Right. And of course, this, that was a you know, shocker for you know, me. You must wear your I'm proper underwear. Um, yeah. <laughs> that song. And oh I remember my, my last year there, you know, one of the big things that the students were still wanting to push for was to have a dance yes. on campus. Yeah. And I remember, you know, having to be the wiser person and say, okay, what do you really want to spend this year right, doing. doing? And for the seniors, this is your last year. Do you really want to spend your senior year fighting for something that we know will not happen? Right. Or do or you want to last. fight for something else? Yeah. And I remember we fought for Coke machines. <laughs> no, you knew what you did. It was a no smoking campus. Oh, yes, that's right. We did that, too. That we was got- huge. So the Coke machines must have been the year before, because remember, it was a Pepsi-only campus. Excuse me. Allergies. <laughs> we, it was Pepsi-only, and we got Coke on board. Right. And that's then, right. That's right. And then you're right. We turned, we turned Palm Beach Atlantic into a, into a no-smoking. And we made, God, what was that? We made a news uh, a magazine that year. 
Yes, oh, it was it huge. Was, it was national news. It was huge. And you guys were so uh, ahead of the curve because then Florida was like the first state to go non-smoking yep. in public places. Wonderful. As an asthmatic and an allergy sufferer, that was so huge to just not have that in your face everywhere you go. Which was interesting because technically I didn't care. <laughs> so I know. It was really something. so different. You're like, this is what we're doing. We're working hard at it, but I really don't care. <laughs> I'm like, what? I, what? <laughs> I was honest. I'm like, look, that's what they voted for. That's what we're fine. Yeah, but you worked hard at it. Yeah. So actually, so I have, so I didn't realize. So here's what I was thinking. So one of these, one of these meetings, I want to get some of the old SGA people on. So from my year, so I know there was uh, Babs Barr. Babs Barr, Wendell Darville. No, he wasn't. um, Maybe not your year, but. He may have been on, but I'm talking about the only people I really remember. And I apologize awesome. for this. My cabinet, okay. yeah. <laughs> my cabinet was, uh, uh, James Dean was my oh, vice yeah. president. Uh, Babs Barr was the Babs secretary. Simdi Kumjan. Yes. And Chris Gustafson. Yes. I think that was my cabinet. Yeah, <laughs> should yeah. go back and look. I think you're right. No, you're right. So we should do an SGA thing where then I, I'll get my people. You find some of your people. Who was yeah. your president? First semester, Wendell Darville. Mr. Wendell. Second semester. Um, Wait a minute, semester? They only, they only make, lasted a semester? It's kind of a oh. touchy subject. Oh. He had this amazing opportunity to go to, I think, Washington, D.C., and work under, I don't know, because he was going into law. <clears throat> See, 90. And he was working under a congressman or something. I don't know. Really? And he took that opportunity, and oh. I think it's wonderful. He was trying to hold on to being SGA president while he was away, and having the vice president just they, do everything. They said no to that. The credit. I kind of blew the whistle. Oh, no. And it's, I love Wendell to death and I didn't want to do it to him, but we needed leadership in house. Right. And he was unreachable because he was so busy mm. and rightfully so. So, um, yeah, I was. Wow. I Look at you hitting all assertive. That. Wow. I would have. <laughs> oh, I'm very assertive. You just don't know it because you've never crossed me. <laughs> Oh, hey, easy girl. <laughs> Just kidding. Just kidding. Oh, wow. So, okay. So we'll have to talk about that. At some so point. the other guy was Jeff. Well, here's a funny story. Yeah. <clears throat> so I feel like everybody I knew in my class and above knew who I was and knew what I was doing. But then everyone below me, they knew Amy Coons was the coolest person on campus. They had no idea that person was me. Really? I, somehow my name got out there. And I kid you not, I was standing in line at the cafeteria and two underclassmen were in front of me and they were kind of having a, like trying to one-up each other on how much they knew about Amy Coons. And no, I think she's cool because she did that. Well, I think she's cool because she did this. And they're going back and forth. And they're girls I know. They were in my dorm when I was the head resident. And so they know me. And I was standing there as like, this is weird. And I thought maybe they're just playing. And then I thought, no, they're like almost having an argument. 
And I was like, what do I do? I can't just stand here. This is really crazy because it went on. <clears throat> oh, so I'd, I just, really I'd have stood there. Something. You know, I would have just stood there oh, and I, I probably would have started saying, I would have been going, what about, hey, what about, tell me. <laughs> yeah, how about this? How about that? So I finally couldn't not say anything. I said, because um, they were facing the same direction as me. So I said, ladies, I know both of you. It's okay. You're like, stop this, like almost fight that you're about to have. And they turned around and looked at me and the one girl's like, oh, we're not talking about you, Amy. We're talking about Amy Coons. <laughs> I was like, who do you think I am? <laughs> I had to show my student ID to prove that I was the Amy. Wow. And then, so that was weird. So then fast forward a few years when you and I went to my one and only reunion at the school. Yes. And I ran into somebody there who was the SGA president my senior year, second semester. And I was like, hey, how are you? And he's like, oh, my God, it's so good to see you. Remind me of your name. I said, I'm Amy. And it gets better. And he was like, that's right. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. So what have you been up to? He's like, you graduated, fell off the planet. Nobody heard anything about you. What are you doing? And I told him, you know, I was working at zoos and I've been here and there and blah, blah, blah. And he was like, oh, have you been in touch with Amy Coons? Because she's working in zoos, too. I said, dude, I am Amy Coons. Wow. That's so why I was like, let's just go. <laughs> That's what, okay, very long I remember, that now meeting. I remember that, and you were like, okay, I'm good. I'm like, what? We just... That was fast. Because <laughs> meanwhile, I have like, people coming up to me that I have no clue who they are, right? but they know me, and right. I've been gone for, you know, years. Yeah, years. Yeah, he- uh, like, Marvin B., you did this, and you did that, and we did this together. I'm like, I don't know who you are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this guy, he- I mean, we were we worked closely together because wow. he was the VP. He got to be president thanks to my efforts. Wow! No idea who I was, what my name was, right, but well, that Amy Coons, boy, she's cool. They uh, know everything she's doing. <laughs> all right. Well, we're not we're not inviting that guy. I hope he he doesn't show up Friday night. I don't remember his name. <laughs> On purpose. <laughs> I've wiped it. <laughs> oh, all right. So just so you know, so a couple minutes ago, somebody in the chat. Um, Joanne Lewis, Joan Lewis. Is that a friend of yours? I don't recognize the name. Joan Lewis. What is Zoom? I, what is the Zoom ID and password? So I assume she's asking about the event for Friday night, but I think if you have the link, you don't need an ID and password, do you? Right. If you go to my webpage, which is mostly um, just for my friends, but this one post is public to anybody. Well, I'm going to blow it up because I'm going to promote it now because okay. Uncle Marv is going to be in the house. Uncle Marv is in the house. I can't remember what I called it, but I could figure that out pretty quick. But the password is Sailfish91. Um, All right. One moment, please. <laughs> Sailfish91. That's the password. Yeah, we're going to have to update that and make it an event or something where people okay. can easily find it. Okay. All right. And then I'm going to have to make it so that it's longer than 45 minutes. So I think I'm. 
loving my sump pump. <laughs> That's your post. <laughs> and then I saw us on there. <laughs> yes. That Here it is. Funny. Zoom union. Uh, let's see. Yeah, it says click to start. It. Yeah, you don't have the password there, so. Well, I guess not. All right, we'll figure it out. We will uh, update the link here. I'll put a little thing in the show notes so people, when they go and look Perfect. at this episode, they'll have it. We'll uh, do a bigger announcement on the Facebook. Okay. Do like and, an actual event. Yep. Yep. And uh, I will post it on UncleMarv.com. Yay. So everybody that is either watching here or listening on the podcast, be sure to head over to UncleMarv.com, look at the show notes, and they'll... Once you go there and see the episode, as you're listening, you can scroll down and see everything we talked about here, which isn't going to be much because we're not promoting anything, <laughs> but, <Right. laughs> but we'll put all the information for the Zoom union in there. So, yeah. so we did that. So I want to make sure I want to go back and do one other thing. I thought about something earlier yeah. and I have no idea what type of impact I could have on this or anybody listening could have, but since the Brookfield Zoo still relies on, you know, visitors and donations and stuff like that. And I don't know if you're even the right person to ask, but if you need to get us in touch with the right person, do that. But where can I direct people to go and either donate or, you know, spread the word or anything like that? Okay. I have two thoughts immediately. One is the Brookfield Zoo website, which is brookfieldzoo.org, O-R-G. Okay. Um, I'm sure they have a donate area there. I'm absolutely positive that they do. Also, the Brookfield Zoo website. uh, That's what I just said. How about the Brookfield Zoo Facebook page? I know they've been doing some GoFundMe things. Mm -hmm. Um, If they have one currently active, that would be a place to find it. They also have really great videos of zookeepers with the animals teaching and showing and all right. So the Facebook lives every Friday. So if you want to learn more about animals. All right. I'll uh, promote those and see if we can't get you guys some help uh, right. during, Thank you. during the Rona period. That's awesome. Yeah. Rona is somebody else. Something else. Yep. She's a piece of work. <laughs> this Rona yeah. girl. Rona and Karen. What's the, have you, do you even know, do you know what the Karen thing is? Where they just, whenever something's bad going on, they yell at Karen. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny. Okay. <laughs> I don't know who it is. I don't know. <laughs> uh, we'll figure that out. So, all right. So I know that, uh, so we've gone over an hour, so I want to make sure we go ahead and wrap it up. You and I can still talk later, but uh, okay. any, any shout outs that you want to do while we're live, anybody you want to say hello to anybody you want, anybody you're looking for, because you know, this is going to be basically the uncle Marv ultimate reunion. We're going to go and find, everybody from every circle and that includes my wow. guests too so if you've got somebody you want to reach out to we'll we'll uh put out the uh the feelers oh to find them do you still the talk who's the girl the that dorm. all the ladies from the dorm okay yeah all of them and the, i mean there's too many to go through all the names but all right who's remember what was the um aaron aaron oh my roommate was that she was your roommate? Yeah, after college. Yeah, that, yeah, that's her. Aaron, yeah, Erin Shazer. Shazer, oh. I never knew her last name. Yeah, you still keep in touch with her? Oh yeah, I just went down and visited a 
couple months ago. Yeah, where's she at? <clears throat> she's in Palm Beach Gardens. Really? And she's down yeah. here. Okay. Yeah, she's a Florida girl through and through. She went out to California and came back. Um, yeah, she works at uh, with, uh, I don't even know how you call it. It's an old, it's a community center for retired people. Yeah, okay. And so she does a lot of activities and stuff with them. And then she volunteers at the Turtle Sanctuary. Oh. And so she's, yeah, which is an amazing place. It used to be just this house with a crazy lady and turtles in her backyard. And now it's a massive, it was a really beautiful facility that they built. And now they are, have this massive um, addition that's going to quadruple the size of the building. Okay. <clears throat> they right. have a rescue hospital there for turtles and it's, it's something to see. Sweet. All right. So I'll have yeah. to look up for Aaron and of course, uh, Mr. Window. I'll have to look him up and Wendell see what he's doing. Yeah, he's in Sarasota. Really? He's down here too. On the Had other... a baby. Oh. Maybe a year old now. Really? She's adorable. Uh-huh. I've only seen pictures. <laughs> okay. And then anybody else that we mentioned out there? So, of course, all my student government people. Yeah. So the folks I was closest to in school, I'm still in touch with. Okay, good. But all the other people I would love to, yeah. Thanks to Facebook. I lost contact with some important people, but now they're back because of Facebook. Thank you, Mr. Zuckerberg. But um, yeah, anybody, everybody, I'd like to just check in and say hello and see what they're doing. All right. Yeah. Well, that's what, that's how we'll end the show for this uh, episode. So all of you that got mentioned, uh, anybody that's listening and wants to reach out, uh, find Amy Coons on the Facebook. And if you are somebody that attended Palm Beach Atlantic, now you're not doing just the class of 91 because obviously I didn't graduate in 91. Right. But and of course I want you to be there. Anybody that was Anyone around. that was, yeah, around. From so 87 to 87 to 90 ish. Yeah. That anybody that really knows Amy Coons, not somebody who just Anyone knows the that name. Knows that Amy's Coons face looks like this. <laughs> <laughs> and if I stand behind you, you never know it's me. <laughs> uh, so crazy. Wow. I wish you had the mm-hmm. names of those people so we can call them out. Oh, I do. But, you know. <sighs> All right. Know. We'll do that later. All right. Well, Coons, thank you for coming on the show. And obviously we'll be staying in touch. We'll see you Friday night. And for those of you listening and uh, watching. It's Saturday night. You moved it to Saturday? No, it's always been Saturday. The 23rd? The 23rd is Saturday? Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt your wind up. Then why did it say, okay, Saturday, May 23rd. 2020, 7 p.m. Florida time. All right. As long as we're done by 9 o'clock, that's when live PD starts. Okay. <laughs> Sounds good. So we can Saturday. do that. We can make it happen. So uh, we'll go longer than 45 minutes, but shorter than two hours and one minute. Okay. All Perfect. right. All right, yeah. Miss Coons. Great to see you. Say goodbye to everybody. Bye. And uh, folks, if you like this and uh, want to hear more, head over to UncleMarv.com, see the other podcast that I've got scheduled there. You can go to the future podcast page and look for what's coming up down the road and uh, hope you guys have fun. Hope you guys are enjoying the reopening of your state as you're coming out of Rona time. 
And uh, we'll see you next time on the Uncle Mar Podcast. Bye.